Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is up, San Francisco 49ers faithful? Uh, Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, as always, John Chapman, and this is going to be a lot of fun. We've got a lot of great things to talk about today, and man, here's the deal. This is the episode of the week, as it always is. This is the scouting report, predictions, keys to the games for the upcoming game, everything that you need to know about the 49ers versus the Falcons, and it's going to be a lot of fun. One... The storylines are <laughs> numerous. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's old team. You've got Mike McGlinchey, first cousin to Matt Ryan in the quarterback. you got Tevin Coleman, who's been a little bit rocky, to say to put it nicely. Uh, returning gets his revenge game versus his team that chose not to sign him. Um, there's just a lot, of, there's a lot of injuries on both sides. Uh, lots of new players. There's just so much stuff going on here. And we're going to go through it all. Uh, scouting reports, what they do well, what they do poorly. Um, we've got a bunch. Some film analysis, scheme, tendencies. You name it. Uh, We got it. So before we kind of take the whole thing and start running with it, there are some things that we got to talk about with the Falcons. So let's summarize their season quickly. Four and nine. uh, Definitely not a great season at all. Uh, You know, not mathematic. I think they're pretty close to mathematically eliminated from the playoffs already. But they have won three out of their last five. Now, their wins on the whole season, they did win at the Saints. That And it wasn't even a close game. They blew the Saints out at home. They beat the Panthers on the road. They got a win against the Eagles. And then they got another win against the Panthers. So this is a team that has played with some relatively good teams. You know, the Saints obviously are in the playoffs. They've already clinched the division. They were able to beat them at home. And again, won three out of their last five. So there's a lot riding on this because here's what's happened. A few weeks ago, um, there was a lot of pressure being put on Arthur Blank, the owner and CEO of the Falcons, to get rid of Dan Quinn. And he stuck by him. And since then, everybody's playing for their coach because if if he can continue this trend of winning a lot of games down the stretch, he gets to keep his job, basically. So he's playing for his job, and he's a huge player's coach. The players love him. Um, it's hard to find very many people say bad things about him. So this is huge for the Falcons. They even even though there's no playoff implications, all that kind of stuff, it doesn't matter. They're playing for their coach. And players in the NFL understand if the coach goes, new coaches come in, new coaches bring their own guys, especially if they change the scheme. So everybody has to buy in. Now, is this a trap game, Justin? Um, Typically, I would say yes. (laughs) But because of the storylines we already mentioned, one, the 49ers are playing at home for the first time in several different weeks. 
Two, it's the head coach's former team. Um, there's a lot at play here. You've got a one-game lead on everybody in the NFC, and you don't want to cough it up at this point. Um, add to that so many injuries, and let's jump into that now because the 49ers are missing three out of five secondary pieces. Sherman's out. Kwan Williams is out with a concussion. Chukwaski Tart's still out with his ribs. Uh, so you've got three out of five members of the secondary out. Uh, so you're going to have Marcel Harris, DJ Reed, uh, Manuel Mosley. Those are going to be the starters that step in. And, you know, with Mosley, zero concern. Uh, I consider him, you know, the third outside corner. He's he's great. He's played wonderfully well. You could argue that he has played just as well as Richard Sherman and better than Akella Witherspoon. Uh, just because, But, again, his ceiling isn't as high as those guys. But he's played very well, so I'm not too worried about that. DJ Reed. He's played all over the place special teams-wise. He's just been waiting at his uh, for his opportunity. Let's see how he plays. And then Marcel Harris, we all know. <laughs> um, great versus the run, terrible versus the pass. And, you know, looking forward just a little bit, the Falcons throw it deep more than anybody. That's just what they do. They are a vertical stretch passing game and a power running game. And they're under center much more than the majority of teams in the NFL. So they they want that power run game up the middle. They're not good at it, but that's what they want to do. And then they want to stretch it vertical with Julio Jones, who, again, Julio Jones and Austin Hooper, two of the better players in the NFL at their positions, both healthy for the first time in over a month. So that's a little bit, you know, quote-unquote scary, but uh, we'll have to see there. What about Jason Verrett? Yeah, we haven't heard much. They could have activated his practice window this week. He was eligible, uh, but we didn't hear anything. They brought back Dante Johnson, much to my chagrin, uh, instead the uh, 49ers legend. Um, but yeah, so Johnson's backing up outside corners. That is scary. That scares the hell out of me, as a matter of fact. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, it, don't like it, but it's it's where it is. So now he, here's a couple things because, again, the defensive tackle uh, position, that's rough too, the nose, nose tackle position. DJ Jones is on IR. He is done for the year. Again, that's an eight-week window, so even the Super Bowl is going to be out for him. He is just finished with that ankle, and it's, it's not even the same ankle that uh, he missed time with. It's the different ankle, just a freak accident. He just got rolled up on. He is done. And also Julian Taylor's forearm, he's still not back. He's out this game as well. So the 49ers went and activated Kentavious Street, baby Hulk, baby. <laughs> we drafted him in the fourth round. He's coming off an ACL tear and um, didn't play at all last year. Comes back, got some snaps in the preseason at the edge position, and they had to put him back on IR right before – or right uh, – right, he made the initial 53, then they put him on IR for this reason. Now, the thing is, he's coming back – not as an edge player, which he played all through college. He is coming back as the interior nose tackle guy. Um, we do not have a defensive lineman active that weighs over 300 pounds this week. I don't know if there's another NFL team uh, that can <laughs> – I, I, I don't know if that's a humble brag or, <laughs> or what. We are definitely undersized. Our biggest defensive lineman plays on the edge, and we've got two smaller guys that play inside. It's just kind of what it is. It's different. But the good thing is this week – the team is not very strong whenever it comes to running the ball. Um, and very excited to see what Contavious Street's going to do. So you're going to have uh, Solomon Thomas, you're going to have Sheldon Day, and you're going to have Contavious Street playing those inside spots. And you could also see some Eric Armstead coming down and playing a little bit more inside as well. And definitely would not be surprised with that. Now, if we look at the other side of the ball, 
the Falcons have just as much, if not more, injuries than us. They have three out of five secondary starters on IR already. Uh, Jonathan Cyprian, their strong safety. Keanu Neal, their free safety. J.J. Wilcox, their other safety. Desmond Trufant, their number one corner. Those guys are done on IR. Plus, they lost one of their most electric players on offense, Calvin Ridley, the former first-round pick out of Alabama. He is on IR as well. Um, The good news for the Falcons is... Julio Jones, as I said, uh, Austin Hooper, their tight end who is having a career year, and Devontae Freeman, all finally healthy. So they're kind of they're getting some spots back on offense, but their defense is it's worse shape than ours, uh, for sure. Now, the thing is this, you know, with what's going on in um, the Vegas lines and the money, they've kind of pulled back and they're continuing to pull back a little bit. We opened up as uh, minus 11.5. Now it's down to minus 11. Some site Caesars has it at negative 10.5. But if you want to jump in on that, head over to mybookie.ag. They make all of this stuff possible. Love what they do. It's the number one betting sports site in the world. Um, it, whether it's college sports, you want to bet on bowl games, you want to bet on basketball, baseball, blackjack, doesn't matter. They have it all. Head over to mybookie.ag. Use promo code 49ers49ERS. They're going to double your initial deposit all the way up to 1000 bucks. You put in 1000 they give you an additional 1000 that you get a bet with and all those things. Very easy to get money in and out. Um, there's several different options. If you just want a check cut to you or whatever, you can do that way. If you want to be paid through Bitcoin, if you're one of those people, you can get it much faster. But they have everything. And... We're going to talk a little bit about, at the end of the episode, my bets of the week. But uh, I got a couple things for you, but do want to say thank you to our sponsors, mybookie.ag. They are the best out there. Uh, Nick, here's a question. How many injuries can we sustain before it affects our ability to win games? You know, I think we saw that in the Seattle Seahawks game. If George Kittle plays that game, I think we win it. Uh, we, We saw the difference George Kittle makes versus a top-ranked team uh, late in the game. you, you got to get them the ball. So it, there are some key players that are out, but we should be getting almost all of them back by playoffs. Sherman uh, could be back next week. Kwan Williams, he's in concussion protocol. He should be back next week. Tart, next week was the first week he could be back. Julian Taylor should be back next week. Um, now, D Ford, he's probably done for the regular season, possibly could be back week 17 versus Seattle. So we're getting a lot of those guys back. We just got to stop having injuries. Now, every team in the NFL has a ridiculous amount of injuries at this point. Probably Green Bay is the healthiest team out there in the NFL, but... We've got to be able to sustain some of these guys. And here's what's special. And I said this uh, last week, I believe. The 49ers have been one of the most injury-plagued teams in the NFL. There's no doubt about that for two to three years. So much so, John Lynch fired the entire strength and conditioning staff. They brought in all new people. Well, one of the positives about that is we have so much depth. We are literally too deep across the entire field, um, offense and defense. So the injuries haven't affected us as much as it does other teams because guys have had so much meaningful snaps. Uh, that they've been able to come in. We still have a safety, you know, uh, Anton Exum, who he started six games for us, and he's he's not getting snaps. We have another linebacker, even though we've already lost one, and Elijah Lee, who he started four games for us last year. You're looking at across offensive line, Ben Garland steps in and outplays Western Richburg at center. So just because we have had injuries 
and that is problematic. Yeah, you want your starters, you want your best 11, best 22 out there. I get you. But teams find ways to win. And teams find ways to lose. And this 49ers team has been so damn resilient that, you know, again, they've only lost two games. One of them was at the time expired at the end of overtime, and one was after time expired during regulation. So you've lost two games to two top-tier opponents, and we've had a lot of injuries. So it's rough, but this is the NFL. And everybody's got injuries. There's not a team out there without a player on IR. It's a very physical game, as we all know. But I'm excited for the challenge. And whenever you build that depth and you've gone through so much adversity already, the mindset of the team, the coaches, and everybody is next man up. We've seen this before. We've lost both tackles in one damn game. And guess what? We went out and still rushed for over 200 yards. So whenever you have that mindset and you've seen it happen so many times – you don't get so worried. It sucks, and you want to play for your players and uh, your fallen comrades and all that stuff, but you've already built into your mount, your mind like Pavlov's dog, right? We've seen this before, and it's been okay. And so that mindset kind of takes over for you. Uh, do you think the chance the Falcons have a really good game like they did against the Saints? Um I think we're built very differently than the Saints. Um, you know, the Saints had their best game of the year against us, but still came up short because they're just, they're not a complete team. Yeah, when Drew Brees is on, they're almost impossible to beat, but their defense just has so many holes in it. The 49ers are a much more complete team. So we'll have to see, and it's not a divisional game. Divisional games are weird. Uh, I don't like betting on them. <laughs> I really don't, just because they're so unpredictable. Something like that happens all the time. Like, if you look at at Miami and New England, even during the stretch of Tom Brady's whatever, since he's been there for 18 years, the Miami Dolphins play them better than anybody else in the NFL, and they've been the worst team in the NFL during that stretch. Something happens during division matchups, and so uh, I, I do not think that this is going to be that close of a game spoiler alert. I do think that the 49ers match up very, very well with the Falcons. Now, they do have some, uh, you know, Julio Jones at any point could just take over a game, but I don't think that we're going to allow them to do that with our pass rush. Um, do the current Falcons remind you of the 49ers when Jimmy G first arrived playing spoiler to better teams? Yeah, it's similar. The problem is the Falcons do have a lot of talent. Um, they just have a terrible offensive line and that has the two things that have ruined the Falcons the past two years ever since Kyle Shanahan left bad line play bad secondary play so you can't run the ball you can't stop teams from throwing on you and they're trying to do the two opposite things the Falcons throw the ball more than anybody else in the NFL they have the most pass attempts and so if they're going to win a game, it's got to be a track meet. And so even if they get a lead, they can't wind the clock down because they can't run the ball effectively. They just don't do well about that, with that at all. So let's keep going through this. Let's jump into here. Uh, the history of this matchup between the 49ers and the Falcons. 49ers lead 47-31 to in one tie. So we have a 16-game advantage. Again, as I said, Kyle Shanahan's old team. Tevin Coleman, Ben Garland, Levine Toilolo. Uh, Kyle Shanahan brings everybody with him, as we know. Mike McGlinchey, as I said, Matt Ryan's first cousin. There's a lot there. And as I started breaking down film for this team, the Falcons, 
there's not a lot of things they do well. So let's start talking about their defense, okay? Um, the only thing that ranks in the top 10 out of 20 different measurable uh, stats for the NFL is they are ninth best in rush yards per attempt, allowing over f- only 4.0 yards per rush. And a lot of that has to do with their defensive interior. Uh, they're stacked at their defensive tackles and defensive ends. Grady Jarrett, uh Tack McKinley, that's the strength of their defense. And they have speed linebackers, okay? Very, very fast, undersized kind of safety players. A lot, a lot of speed, no power. Uh, Finesse linebackers is a nice way to put it. And that works really, really well if you're getting after the quarterback and forcing teams to run the ball, but they haven't been able to do that. So um, now, their weaknesses, there's so many. (laughs) You you could just go uh, 26th, Points allowed, 21st yards allowed, um, the fewest turnovers, uh, 26th turnovers. They've only forced four fumbles, uh, which is 30th best in the NFL. First downs, 25th best. You can just keep going on and on. They're not good at anything. They allow 43% conversion rate on third downs and 50% on fourth downs. So they're allowing teams to extend drives with ease. Um, There's just not a lot of things they do. They don't blitz very often if we jump into their tendencies. They blitz seven times versus Panthers, 13 versus Saints, 10 versus Bucks. That's on the low end of the NFL spectrum. So, you know, we played a team. The team that blitzes the most is the Ravens. <laughs> team that blitzes the least, uh, pretty close to the Falcons. They're at that bottom tier. Now, there are <coughs> excuse me. There are some players that you can exploit all over this defense. The whole entire secondary is a mess with injuries, and, uh, you know, there's a lot there. Isaiah Oliver the cornerback who actually came right after Akella Witherspoon. Uh, kind of very similar, you know, 6'3 type corner. I remember judging him out of uh, college. Very, very similar to Akella Witherspoon. Took his job uh, in college once Akella was drafted. Seven penalties and three touchdowns allowed with zero interte- interceptions on the year. They, a lot of teams are picking on him just because he's a tall, kind of big, uh, f- not physical, finesse corner is what I would say, and he, he hasn't done well. Now, the thing that's interesting, and I, I want to say this too, they like to play a lot of off-man coverage, okay? So what they'll do is they'll they'll play off-man on first and second down, and anytime it's third and five or less, they'll pre- play press-man on the outside with their corners. But they don't have physical corners. Desmond Trufant is a physical corner. He's on IR. They have soft corners on the outside, and whenever you watch your film, you'll see them come up and try to press the wide receiver, and you're just like, dude, that's not how you do it. Guess who they get to do that to this week? Debo freaking Samuel, who's one of the most physical wide receivers at the offensive line, despite being a rookie. Um, you know, He's at the very top and forcing missed tackles, yards after catch, all those things. He is physical, so we're going to see. <laughs> I can't wait for them to do this. Once uh, we get into like third and four or third and five for the first time, and they come up and press them. Kyle Shanahan's going to motion out a few different, probably a double motion to get the linebackers on the other side and just open up a huge gap inside, and you're going to see a huge slant. I, I, it's happening. I, I don't care. Uh, I, I wish there was a way I could bet will Debo Samuel score on a slant this week because I think he sure as hell will. Uh, really, really excited to see uh, what they're going to be able to do there. Now, 
A um, couple other just kind of what they do. Um, like I said, off man, they run a 4-2-5. They don't do a lot of base packages with a 4-3. Uh, they're in nickel kind of setting the whole time, which is going to be interesting if the 49ers come out in 22 personnel with two tight ends and two backs with Kyle Juszczyk back there. You can just run straight up this team. You really, really can. They built these very fast linebackers, and they want to stretch everything out to the side. Well, guess what? You can just run right at them. Because the 49ers offense and what Kyle Shanahan has been able to implement this year is his outside zone scheme, which he's great at, but there are some power plays in our running game with traps, uh, misdirection, right up the middle, leads, all that kind of stuff, fullback power. There's lots of stuff that they can do um, to, to counteract that. So very excited to see how many runs we get in between uh, the tackles instead of outside the tackles this week. So I think that we're going to have some success on the run, and again, Third down is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo just staying where he's been. Uh, He's done very, very well. Now let's jump over to offensive side, and here's the deal. They've done fairly well. Um, (laughs) Like I said, they've had the most pass attempts in the NFL, and they put up a lot of yards. Seventh most yards, 14th most points. Uh, They air the ball out. Now weaknesses, they turn the ball over a lot. Um, they've had 21 turnovers on the year, 30th in rush attempts and rush yards. They don't run it. They just throw the ball a lot. So you mean to tell me you're going to keep the San Francisco 49ers pass rush out there for the majority of the game teeing up against Matt Ryan? Um, it's, it's not, that's not the script to beat the 49ers and it's not a quick passing game. Maybe they'll adopt some stuff. You know, Dirk Cutter, um, was with the Falcons before Kyle Shanahan, Uh, He goes and becomes the head coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Falcons bring in Kyle Shanahan. They get amazing. Kyle Shanahan leaves. Then um, Cutter gets fired and eventually replaces um, Sarkeesian, who used to be with USC, whatever. But Dirk Cutter's entire thing, uh, since he's been in the NFL, he believes the quarterback needs to hold on the ball so that you can stretch the defense vertically and try to hit those huge home runs. That works great unless you're playing against a good pass rush. Dirk Cutter's entire history versus a good pass rush does not work. Um, and here's the th- place where the matchup's going to be won or lost because the Falcons can actually they have some decent run blockers. They really, really do. It's just they don't have a lot of good run blockers. And teams are not respecting Matt Ryan because they're just blitzing him so damn much. So this power running scheme with vertical passing game doesn't work if you can't get ahead and downs. You have to be attack vertically on third and two, on second and four, things like that. But because they're only averaging 3.7 yards per rushing attempt, they're not getting ahead of the chains. So the times that they're trying to attack teams deep, they know it's coming. It's third and eight. You know, it's second and 10. Those aren't the times where you're going to trick a team. And their play calling has not been ideal, to say the least. You know, you watch, uh, I was just three different games I went through, and I was like, all right, they're going to do play action, deep pass. Oh, there it is. (laughs) So very predictable. And so, and also, I should say this, I forgot to throw this in earlier. Hot Mike is now in every single 
App Store available. Android, whatever. You don't even need the co- uh, the link anymore. Whether you have an iPhone, whether you have an Android, we're 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 about it. <laughs> so if you would like to listen to you know my play by play commentary for the game this week, which I'm super excited about, it's going to be a lot of fun. All you have to do is go download the Hot Mic app. H O T M I C one word anywhere. Whether you have an iPhone or an Android, use the promo code Rush ESF one word R U S H. ESF. And you'll join us. It syncs to your TV. It's absolutely amazing. You pick the game that you want to listen to. So you'll just click San Francisco um, 49ers versus the Falcons. And then you'll see my name and some other names on there as well. And then you click that. And what you do is it syncs to your TV sound to make sure it matches up. And so I'm not ahead or behind you. Then you turn your TV down and you turn your phone up. And I connect mine to my Bluetooth speaker. My family listens to me whenever, I, uh, whenever I'm broadcasting, so it's kind of like I'm there watching the game with them. But uh, And so that's the audio. So it's a 49er-centric um, kind of broadcast. And so I'll be there with you guys the entire game through commercial breaks, halftime, all that stuff. That's the big reason why I stopped tweeting out during the games is because I just loved doing those broadcasts. So please head over there, Hot Mike app, uh, Hot Mike app, download that Rush ESF and join us. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and we ha- we have a really good time. And it's all 49ers, which that's what we want, right? Uh, we don't want to hear them talking about the Falcons and listening to people that don't know what the hell they're talking about with the 49ers because they don't cover them. Uh, that was the whole reason we started this whole app, and it's a lot of fun. We've gotten a lot of good feedback, and they're constantly Constantly updating that. It's got a chat feature so that we can talk the whole time during the game as well. Um, so anyway, please do that. That supports the podcast big time. Now, uh, deep passing, as I said. Uh, <laughs> Matt Ryan, if you break up the field horizontally, okay, between the numbers, outside the numbers, there's three sections, and then you break it up, uh, passes behind the line of scrimmage, passes up to 10 yards, passes 10 to 20 yards, and passes 20 yards deep. His three best um, quarterback ratings are all 20 yards deep. He's not a great intermediate passer. He never has been. He wants to air the ball out to Calvin Ridley, to Julio Jones, and just gun it. Well, guess what? <laughs> In order to do that, you got to hold on to the ball. You got to hold on to the ball. Now, whenever he's under pressure, which happens a lot because this offensive line's not great, um, 52% completion percentage when under pressure, eight interceptions, 39 sacks. That's a lot of sacks. Uh, I expect a lot of sacks on Sunday. I This defensive line, um, you know, you go back and if you watch the breakdown that I put together on the Patreon page, their entire game plan, the Saints, were get the ball out in two seconds. And they kind of did that the entire time or they max protected. And I just don't think that this offense has that. Uh, we'll see if they make some adjustments and try to kind of copy-paste what the Saints did to this defense. But I keep going back through all the games. They never do that. It's a slow-developing uh, pass play all the time. And, you know, I found this stat going through all the PFF whatever. And here's the deal. Matt Ryan, when he has been sacked, which has been 30 times so far this year, he has the second fastest average time to be in sacked. So what Pro Football Focus does is they look at all 39 sacks and they measure from snap to sack how long did it take. And the time was 3.09 seconds. So uh, the second worst in the NFL. Goffs is the only one that's worse. Uh, Jared Goff, who we play next week. But th- the idea is this. If Matt Ryan holds onto the ball to try try to stretch the ball vertical, 
Nick Bosa is going to be in his face. Yeah, it'd be great if we did have D Ford. Yeah, it'd be great if we had DJ Jones. Yeah, it'd be great if we had all those guys. But I'm telling you right now, pressure is going to be in Matt Ryan's face the entire damn time. Um, but they still got a lot of talent. There's no doubt about that. Jake Matthews is a great run-blocking left tackle. Um, he's not the best whenever you look at pass protection, and they love running the ball off of Jake Matthews' left tackle. They have 11 more rushes uh, behind him than anybody else on their team. They love running off the defensive right side. So curious to see how that's going to go. Obviously, you have to watch out for Julio Jones. Uh, you can make the argument, you know, top wide receiver in the league every single year, already over 1,000 yards, four touchdowns. Austin Hooper, 640 yards, six touchdowns. In the red zone, they like to go at Hooper, so that's something to pay attention to. Um, And we'll have to see what happens there. Now, there are definitely some uh, things that we can go after because Caleb McCrary, their right tackle, McGarry, sorry, um, he's allowed 40 pressures and 11 sacks on his own. So curious to see where Nick Bosa is going to be lining up because if he's at the you know the defensive right end spot, he's going against Jake Matthews. That's going to be a fun matchup to watch. That's best on best. But they've been switching Bosa a lot lately. Caleb McCrary has not played well. Um, the O-line has 52 penalties against them. They are a very heavy penalized team, and if they get backed up, you know, say they jump off sides or get some holding calls and they get in third and long, it's going to be scary stuff. <laughs> really excited about this game just because the matchup's good, and I really do think that the 49ers are going to just finally have one of those games, uh, kind of like we did versus the Packers, where you just come out and you prove to everybody how good you are. Uh, we'll see what's happening uh, with that. Nick, is the 49ers' only playoff scenario the first seed or the fifth seed? <sighs> so... Here's the deal. If we lose, let's just say we lose out, uh, just for the sake of this question, right? Uh, we're eleven and two. We would be eleven and four. That would put us um, at the three seed at work, uh, three or five seed. Yeah. So we could be first, second, third, or fifth seed. We can't be sixth. Um, if the Rams lose one game or we win one game, that's the only way because we still technic- technically have not clinched a playoff spot. The Rams just have to lose one game. We just have to win one game. So um, first, second, third, we can do all those theoretically. Um, if us and the, Se- and the Seahawks lose out, we would still win our division, but the record for the Saints would pass us in seeding. The record for... Um, Green Bay Packers would pass us, but all likelihood, it's going to be first, second, or fifth. Uh, That's a possibility. Now, we would have to lose two games and win the division, and the Packers would have to win out because we own the tiebreaker versus the Saints. We own the tiebreaker versus the Packers, but that could happen. But yeah, it's going to be first or fifth. Uh, I I would say 75% likely first seed or fifth seed, and it's going to come down to that week 17. Now, because the Rams beat the Seahawks last week, we still have one game we can lose. The only game we cannot lose is to the Seahawks. So if we lose this week to the Falcons but beat the Seahawks, we'd be the number one seed. If we win against the Seahawks and the Rams, then lose to the Seahawks, I think I said that wrong. If we if we win versus the Falcons and the Rams but lose to the Seahawks, then we would be the five seed if they won out because then they'd own the two uh, nothing tiebreaker against us. So uh, that is correct. Um, how do you think Street will do? I don't know. Street hasn't played men- meaningful football in two years, and uh, training camp and all the you know preseason, he was on the outside. 
He was on the outside. So uh, this is going to be a new thing. Now, you do have to say Baby Hulk, Contavious Street, he's strong as hell. Probably the strongest person on the team. And I don't even think that's up for debate, to be honest with you. He is a freak. So if he plays with good leverage and can just not get blown off the, the ball, that's all we need. We just need him to stay in his gap. Uh, that's it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, John, uh, just give in. You love Dante Johnson. No, I don't. No, I don't. Now, he's the biggest boomer bust cornerback in the history of the 49ers, but uh, he does get his hands on a lot of balls, which is a weird phrase. And speaking of balls, uh, manscaped.com. Love these guys. Support for the 49ers Rush podcast comes from manscaped.com. So if you want to... Uh, fix your nether region, your family jewels, if you will. Man, this is the... It's 2019. Get clean down there. Go get yourself some grooming. You don't want to use the same type of stuff you use on your face. You don't want to use the same razor. There's now places out there that specialize in this. And if you head to manscaped.com, use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, they're going to give you 20% off whatever you purchase. They're going to give you free shipping. And if you buy one of their packages, they're going to throw in uh, boxers, a carrying case for all your toiletries and a t-shirt so head over to manscape.com they are the best in male grooming and waterproof technology on all their equipment and it cannot cut you so <laughs> it's safe it's fast and uh, it's just an awesome product manscape.com use promo code 49 ers um do you think Lynch put in a claim for Terrell Suggs? I hope he does. I really, really do. I want Suggs. I, I would love to have him, even if it's just for the next few weeks. But uh, we'll have to see what happens because we are 31st <laughs> whenever it comes to waiver wire claims. So you've got to have 30 teams pass on them, then us get them. And if we do get them, who do we release? Uh, that's another part. I think Valuga would be the guy that would go. Um, but yes, I do want Terrell Suggs. He's great in the run game, and he's a guy that you could just have for ten plus snaps or a backup role. Um, and it could, I do love that the Arizona Cardinals let him go. I, I thought that was a really cool, classy move because it, this is probably his last season ever, and. He wants to go try to play in the playoffs and win a championship. And so you release him, and hopefully a playoff team picks him up. We'll see if like a douchebag team like the Miami Dolphins gets him or something, but we'll just have to see what happens there. Um, so here we go. A couple of other things. Predict um, who we will play in the divisional round, the NFC Championship game, and Super Bowl. I love your optimism, and hell yeah. Um, so here's what I would say. The 49ers, because the playoff seedings rearrange each week. So you would play the lowest seed, okay? So I do think the 49ers end up as the number one seed in the NFC. I, I do believe that. Now, the NFC East, uh, you know, Cowboys or Philly, whoever makes it out of that, they're going to be hosting the game, and I think they're going to win. I really, really do. I think they're going to not against the 49ers, but I could see them just winning one game, and here's the reason why. They're going to do just enough to keep Jason Garrett because they're the Cowboys. <laughs> so I think they win the wild card round and move on, which means we would play whoever out of the 3-6 matchup, which I think will be the Green Bay Packers. So I think the Green Bay Packers travel to San Francisco for the first divisional round playoff. We saw how that went. <laughs> I don't think that there's any chance uh, the Packers can beat us. They, they are Aaron Rodgers great, but we match up well. So I think we win that, and then it's going to be – um, Cowboys versus the Saints, and I think the Saints win that handily. And the football gods, we need to see that game again. 49ers versus Saints for the NFC Championship, hell yeah. And this time it's played on our turf. 
and I like that. So I got the 49ers winning. And on the other side, you know, everybody's saying Ravens. It seems like they're running away with it. I think the two prominent contenders, and I might get upset. Some people might get upset with me. I think it's going to be Chiefs and Ravens. I think that's what it's going to be. And I think the Ravens are the better team. So uh, 49ers get a playback. Both the teams um, that they had just great games with, the Saints and against uh, – the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Heck yeah, let's get a rematch, baby. I'm all about that. And of course, 49ers win. Uh, not close. They get their adjustments made. Uh, they learned how to get the ball out of Lamar Jackson's hands late in the game. And you make them throw the ball and you win it. All right, who has more potential, Isaiah Oliver or Witherspoon does big time? The jump that Witherspoon has made the last two years is huge. That's what Isaiah Oliver is hoping for. And uh, part of it is Oliver's all by himself in that secondary right now. There's nobody else. Um, but, yeah, Isaiah Oliver, he has all the potential in the world, but Witherspoon has made that jump. And the only problem Witherspoon ever had was being physical. And he finally hit that stage where he started to hit. All right. Let's jump now into my favorite part of the podcast really really excited about this and this is the prediction and keys to the game love this all right first off on defense as i said matt ryan has the second quickest time to being sacked while in the pocket at 3.09 uh, seconds Goff's the only one and so if the falcons are going to try to attack deep it's going to get ugly quick I think that it could. I think there could be several different sacks. Um, so unless they try to copy and paste what the Saints did and get in the ball out quick, which you've never seen them do, um, I'm looking for four sacks minimum by this defense. I think they're going to get hit. Now, the only way that they can move the ball against this defense consistently throughout the game, now they could have big plays with Julio Jones and Hooper at any point, is they have to attack Marcel Harris. Now, I do expect a little bit of a quicker leash on Marcel Harris. I really, really do. Because it seemed like last week they were rotating safeties. Marcel Harris was playing free safety just as much as strong. And Harris is great versus uh, the run. But I do think that we could see Tarvarius Moore get some snaps in here. You pivot Jimmy Ward to the strong safety position, quote-unquote, even though they're doing this back-and-forth kind of two-safety movement. But I think we could see, if things get bad for the 49ers defense, Tarvarius Moore getting some snaps out there, which I would like to see. I, I do like Marcel Harris. I'm not trying to, like, rain on his parade. He just struggles in pass protection. And he's had several games in his short career where he has given up several touchdowns in one game. Um, so that's something that we've got to see. But I expect four sacks minimum on defense. Offensively, I can't wait. Again, as I talked about, the goal of the Falcons' defense is to play off-man coverage early and in passing situations, and then once it gets third and short, they want to play press man. I can't wait till they try to play press man with Isaiah Oliver against Debo Samuel. I'm very, very excited. I'm telling you right now, Debo, he might not have a lot of catches. He might not have a lot of carries. might not have a lot of yards. He is going to come up huge. On third down this week. I love it. And I really do hope this is another thing I want to happen too. I, I want Tevin Coleman to get a lot of work against his old team. I, I think that the this is the type of game where you find out exactly what this kid can bring to your team. Now, Raheem Mostert seems to be the 1A running back. Brita, absolutely amazing all the time. But... Why not see if Tevin Coleman can respond? This is the game that has the writing on the wall where, look, you're playing against a team that drafted you. You know everybody on that team, and they chose not to resign you. 
Did they make the right call? Because right now it's looking like they did. And you're in jeopardy, Tevin, of losing your spot as a premier or even a role player in this offense and just being a backup. So now's the time to put up. And in a game like this that you're supposed to win handedly, again, um, you know we're 10.5-point favorites, according to my bookie, you need to go do something. Um, so, And if we jump out to a big lead, I want Tevin Coleman getting a lot of second-half work. I want him to get 15 carries in this game unless we're behind. If it's close or if we're ahead, I want Tevin Coleman getting some work, and I've never said that. <laughs> you guys know me. I'm not the biggest Tevin Coleman fan. Um, and I think Jimmy Garoppolo can stay red hot. Last six games, he has 16 or touchdown passes and four interceptions. That's the last six games against some quality opponents. I think the 49ers win. I think they win big. I think 49ers win 34-20. to 20. I think that they could get some junk time scores, um, and we definitely have some holes in our secondary, so I think they're going to be able to move the ball a little bit with Julio Jones. But I do love the 49ers matchup versus the Falcons. Now, before I jump off here, Got to get into my bets of the week. We have been on fire lately, baby. So I've got a safe bet for you, and I've got a parlay for you guys as well. And as always, please hit the like button, the share, the retweet, wherever it is you're listening. We are everywhere podcasts are available. Uh, but if you want to watch it live and see my ugly face, that's always going to be on YouTube, Twitch, Periscope, and Twitter. You will have that option. But my safe bet of the week is this. If you just bet the spread, you know, that's 11 points on mybookie.com. But here's what you can do. Click the game, and then right next to it says props. Not props builder, but click props. And then if you scroll down, there is a spot where you can bet the 49ers to win by six or more points. So instead of getting the 11-point uh, drop, you're getting paid out a little bit different. So the six or more, I'm, I picked the 49ers to win by six or more, and I bet 10 to win 14. So the payoff's not as big as covering the spread, but that gives you an extra five points, which I really, really like. So again, 49ers to win by six or more is what I'm putting my money on this week. And here's my parlay. Um, I, I'm excited about it. It's a three-team parlay. I'm taking the Texans, who are negative three at home uh, versus the Texans. Sorry, I'm picking the Titans. I apologize. Dyslexia strikes again. Titans, negative three at home versus the Texans, and I'm buying half a point just so I can cover a field goal. I think the Titans are playing as well as anybody in the NFL, and I think they could surprise some people. So Titans minus three at home. I'm taking that, bought a half point to move it to two and a half, which you can do on my bookie. Uh, then I'm taking the 49ers money line, which means they're going to win straight up, and the Patriots money line. So I took the two biggest spreads this week and then combined that with a pretty close game and bought half a point. So the Titans have to win by two and a half. So that's what I've got. If they win by a field goal, we get paid. Because I think the 49ers and Patriots cover, uh, or at least win outright. That's what the money line means. Um, so bet 10 to win 24.50. That's what the parlay is, and you can change that depending on how risky you want to be, whatever, or how much you want to put out there. So again, 49ers to win by six or more, and then the parlay, Titans minus three, about half a point, 49ers money line, Patriots money line. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Really, really excited. We've got a lot more stuff coming for you. And as always, guys, I will be uh, we will be active with a reaction show right after Kyle Shanahan's conf uh, press conference ends. We're going to be on hot mic all throughout the game covering play-by-play, -play, analysis, color commentary, all that stuff. So head over there. Really excited. And, man, it's going to be a great weekend. 
because we got more football and we're 11 and 2. Really, really excited. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.